Come, Holy Spirit, come by the most powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. One of the fundamental themes of Jesus' preaching was the kingdom of God, something he talked about quite often, that he came to announce and to bring about, to inaugurate the kingdom of God, a kingdom where God reigns, where his authority and his, his lordship are acknowledged, and therefore uh, everything that comes from God is present, his goodness, his love, his peace, his uh, beauty, his justice, his mercy, right, where his will is accomplished and the, the order and the harmony of his creation is realized. Right, where God's will is done, his kingdom is present. And it's a kingdom that comes to drive out the kingdom of darkness and of sin, the kingdom of evil, which brings about discord and, and tension and uh, suffering. Right, this is what Jesus came to announce and to inaugurate his kingdom on earth, and we are called to be citizens of that kingdom. And when he's talking about the kingdom, one of the images or one of the parables that he most frequently employs are agricultural. He speaks about seed and sowing and a harvest and weeds and wheat and the mustard seed. And uh, he uses these images that his hearers would have been quite familiar with to help them understand various aspects of the kingdom. And one of them, one aspect of the image or the parable that he uses, uh, is this idea of a harvest. Right? Something that uh, every agricultural uh, civilization and people would understand that we're all familiar with. Right? This idea of the fruit uh, of the crop, the harvest, bringing in the harvest. Right? In God's kingdom, there's a harvest. Right? A harvest of justice and of love and of goodness and joy. There's fruit to be born. Right? Fruit that nourishes the soul, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And God, in His plan, wants there to be an abundant harvest in His kingdom. He wants to shower us with His blessings, His goodness, and His presence. And kind of going back and forth between this uh, image or this parable of the seed and the harvest and kind of applying it to the kingdom and our experience of it. Every farmer, when he plants a crop, is hoping, wanting, desiring an abundant harvest. Right? He wants the, the fruit of his labor uh, to bring forth uh, abundance for his family and for his community and for the world. Right? We want an abundant harvest. And the farmer does everything in his power to try to uh, facilitate that goal knowing that there's a lot of things outside of his control, the weather and nature and, and the, the mystery Jesus kind of speaks about of, of nature running its course and the seed uh, growing and developing. But there's also a lot that the farmer can do to help facilitate, hopefully, a, a good harvest, you know, tilling the soil and uh, helping provide nutrients and irrigation and water and, and these things. So, applying that to our faith and to the kingdom of God, I think we need to ask ourselves, because we might sometimes just take it for granted, do we want an abundant harvest? Do we want the kingdom of God to bear great fruit in our lives and in our families 
and our community and our country and our world? Do we truly want the kingdom of God to be present and for all to experience the rich harvest that God wants to provide? The things that we are so desirous of that our world so desperately needs, that we need to experience that true happiness and fulfillment that God created us for. And if we really want that, if we really want the kingdom of God to bear abundant fruit, what are we doing about it? What are we doing to participate, to cooperate, to help facilitate the kingdom of God on earth, the kingdom of God in our own lives? Because there's an aspect of the kingdom that, just like Mother Nature, right, only God can provide. Right? It's, it's impossible without His grace that comes from Him, the, the rain and the sun. God gives his grace, but God is always faithful in giving what's necessary uh, for his seed to bear fruit. But there's a part that we have to play. We have to participate. We have to, as it were, till the soil because we have free will. And God's kingdom cannot bear fruit in our lives without our participation. And the more we cooperate, the more docile and faithful we are to God, the richer the harvest we will uh, receive. But because of our freedom, we also have the, the possibility, the power in a sense, to resist that work, to put up obstacles. And so we have to be invested. We have to be committed. We have to do our part. And I just want to mention a, a few uh, fundamental things that we're called to do to help bring about the kingdom uh, and to bring about an abundant harvest. I think the first question, though, is that, as I kind of already mentioned, do we really want it? Because we have to. We have to desire the kingdom of God. We have to be pursuing God in our life. We have to be seeking Him out. We have to be actively responding in faith. If we don't want it, if we don't desire it, it won't happen. God doesn't force it upon us. We have to ask and seek and knock. And the more we desire God's presence in our life, the more we desire to live in His kingdom, the more we will, right? and the richer the harvest will be. But in addition to desire, we also have to be determined. We have to be really committed, because it's not always going to be easy. St. Paul in our second reading speaks about uh, that we, we need courage and that we're called to walk by faith, not by sight. Sometimes faith is difficult. It's not always easy. Because sometimes faith calls us to endure hardship and difficulty. It includes the cross and sometimes an experience of darkness. And we need to be determined. We need to be committed. We need to be willing to persevere through those dark times and through those experiences of hardship in life. Jesus said that he who endures to the end will be saved. We can't ever give up. We can't ever throw in the towel. We have to be in it for the long haul. We have to be committed and willing to endure the difficulty involved in bringing about God's kingdom. We have to pray. Right? Prayer is, as it were, the rain, right? the water, that without which uh, the crop cannot grow. We have to spend time every day in prayer. Right? One hour at Mass on Sunday is necessary, 
But it's not enough. We have to be praying every day and inviting God into our life, seeking to hear His voice, to listen to His will, and to respond with faith and generosity. We have to be receiving the sacraments with reverence, devotion, in a state of grace, going to confession. We have to keep the commandments. Right? St. Paul, again, in our second reading, says he reminds us that one day we will all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each may receive a recompense, a reward. Right? We can think of that as, as the harvest. Right? The fruit that the kingdom will bear in our lives is dependent upon what we do in the body, whether good or evil. Right? The kingdom of God is present where God's will is done. When we keep His commandments, we're choosing to live in His kingdom and we're uh, facilitating it bearing greater fruit in our lives. Right? But where God's will is not done, His kingdom is not present. And that's the choice that each of us has in how we live our lives, to keep the commandments of the Lord. Right? This is what the Lord came to bring. Right? His kingdom on earth and to invite us in to live uh, in his presence where he reigns and to experience the fruit that comes from him. And the more we uh, accept and receive this kingdom and the more we offer our lives striving to live in it, faithful to the Lord, with great desire, with determination, with prayer, the sacraments and the keeping of his commandments, the more we will bring about his kingdom in our lives and in our families, in our communities, the more the world will experience the goodness of the Lord, the more we will experience a foreshadowing, a foretaste here on earth of the definitive kingdom of God, which is the kingdom of heaven.